Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Casual Conversations. Today's going to be a little different because Kelsey, uh, the person who usually introduces the show, is not on this week. She has some things going on at college. She's trying to pass her college classes, and since she's a very studious individual, I encouraged her to say, uh, maybe you should set out this podcast so she could focus on some schoolwork and things like that. So this week, instead of Kelsey, uh, I have on my wife. My wife, uh, Erin Burden, is here. I'll let her say hello so you can at least hear her voice. Hello. So this is Erin, and of course, if you've grabbed this already, my name is Erin with double A's, and she's Erin with an E, so for those of you who know us, it's not a big deal, but if you don't know us, it is Erin and Erin. So my family uh, call this girl Erin and boy Erin, kind of like one word, girl Erin, boy Erin, and so I think you'd know who is who. So, but my wife's here, my wife's gonna, me and my wife have a discussion that we thought would be interesting, because we've been reading the state of the Bible, but my wife, uh, at this point, she homeschools our kids, so she's a stay-at-home mom, homeschool the kids. She taught um, for how long, dear? Uh, five years. She taught five years. What grades? I taught third grade for two years and fourth grade for three years at um, like a public school in Florida. Yeah, so she's been a teacher. So she has some interesting things to bring to the table, I think. And plus, since I married her, that would definitely believe that the things she says are interesting. So as we walk through it, we want to talk today. We've been both reading the State of the Bible 2020. It's a, a research thing put together by the American Bible Society and Barna Group. And so what they kind of do is take all these stats about Bibles. And the big thing me and my wife thought would be interesting, the conversation as we were talking, was that how the digital Bible and the print Bible go hand in hand. So one of the things as you read through this study, and it's a really good study to read through, but as you read through it, you'll find out that Generation uh, X, which would be the generation before me and my wife, uh, they are more likely to read a print Bible. Generation Z, which is the generation after me and my wife, are more likely to have a digital Bible. So we're somewhere in the middle. Like compared to all the other um, different generations is what he means. So like the one right before us is the most likely to read the print Bible, even over the generations that are older than they are. Even though it's like not a huge difference, they do technically read their print Bibles more than the generations older than them. And then of course, no big surprise that Gen Z is like reading digital Bibles more than any other generation. So like he was saying, we're kind of right in the middle of those two just right average so <laughs> yeah so we're gonna look at what it looks like to have um our thoughts on this because i think both of us um would go for a little bit lean a little bit digital but yet we're still really close to that generation x age group so we are older millennials and so as we start walking through this we just want to look at it so there's a couple questions they asked them in the study and so me and my wife are just going to kind of discuss those questions so i'll throw one out to my wife and then i'll kind of answer it and we'll just kind of walk through and keep it a casual conversation so as we walk through it babes have you read from a print version of the bible on your own from a like so a paper copy yeah paper copy Yes, um, typically this year I am doing something different, so we'll probably get to it when we get to maybe that part of the podcast, but typically I like my print Bible for my devotions, but I like a digital Bible for almost everything else. So like if I am just sitting down, when I say devotions, I just mean like if I'm going to sit down and read my Bible during the day, like for myself alone, then I like my print Bible. Um, typically for that. I have not been doing that this year. I'm doing something different, but that's, 
that's usually the time I would most use a print Bible. Print Bible. Okay, so my wife knows me, and I know that one of the commandments is thou shalt not covet. But my wife He's knows, failing at that one. <laughs> exactly. But my wife knows that I will covet a print Bible in a heartbeat. He so. wants, like, a really nice quality one, like a really nice leather, like he likes Cambridges, or do you want to tell him about the one that you just got? You can tell or, Okay, so last year for Christmas, we got this one. Um, and the company is Paul's Leather Company. So um, they they basically bind the Bibles in really nice, nice leather. And they have all kinds of different um, like colors of leather if you want like a darker or a lighter leather. And you can actually get like verses or quotes or things kind of almost um, like a graphic, like that word art style stamped on the front. And they are pretty much a work of art, would you say? I would say they are a work of art. Yeah. And they come in like, you know, a, like nice box, nice packaging. And, and they, you know, smell like leather and feel like leather. Yes. And... <laughs> it is a thing of beauty. And so my wife knows that I will cover the Bible in a heartbeat. So we ask. We'll just collect them. <laughs> yes. Do you read from a print version of the Bible on your own? I have. I will say in my study, like um, when I'm studying things i have a ginormous bible people laugh at how big it is on my desk at the office so i have a ginormous bible i have a preaching bible i have my one that aaron said the custom leather bible i have new testament there's i think there's a bible a little small bible sitting on the back of our couch like i have bibles literally everywhere so i love the print bible but if i was going to have to i say all that to say if i was going to sit down and read my bible i read my takarda app on my iPad. Like that is, I highlight it. One of the main reasons is just because I can um, highlight and it highlights on my iPad, it highlights on my phone, it highlights on my computer and add notes. And uh, I just have, I just like my digital Bible. So have I read a Bible? Just sat down and read my Bible um, on a paper copy sometimes. But if I was going to say what I do normally, I'm going to open the card app or new Bible on my iPad and read that way. So, so I would say like for me, for for a print Bible, if I'm trying to think about the the pros of the print Bible, um, I am a person who is willing to write inside my Bible. And I know some people are and some people aren't. And some people write in their Bible like works of art or like um, they have lots of time and, you know, like over decades invested. Um, I would say that's one of the things that I I like about my print Bible. I got it for, I believe, my 10th birthday. And that's also one of the reasons that I don't take it everywhere with me. Like, I do not take it to church because the binding is broken on it. And I don't want anything to happen because I'm carrying too much. Um, it's too special to me. It has notes that I took from the time I was a child all the way up through teenager, college, adulthood, everything. So um, I am one of those people that, like, when I think of a verse, I can, like, see it on the page. And I know, like, which part of the page it's on. If it's a verse I'm, like, real familiar with. So seeing those notes that I wrote in the past and just knowing where it is, that familiarity, that's one of the things I really like about it. So I, I have a few print Bibles, but I don't really use them. Like, I have expensive print Bibles. Don't, no comments. I have expensive print com, print Bibles. I've purchased her Bibles that she has <laughs> not sit, taken out of they the... They sit uh, in their thing. fancy boxes, all protected. <laughs> <laughs> but they, yes. um, they're just not the same because that one that you've invested in and you know where everything is and it's just, like, feels familiar, like, that's the part of the whole point of a print Bible is that nostalgia. So if you haven't built that relationship with one, then, of course, you're not, it's not going to be as special, you know? 
So, I, I, well, if guess if we're building relationships, I'd be Solomon of the Bible. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is this uh, a good thing? <laughs> I have lots of relationships with different Bibles, so that I would say yeah. that is a great uh, pro, though, because I do I can say that most of my Bibles I can't remember. I have older Bibles that I can see like the passage in my mind where it's at, but for the most part, I don't because I use so many of them that it's always in different places. I have Bibles, uh, which me and my wife were just talking about. I have ones with no chapter and verse markings. So it's just so you can read the straight text. Without and, any instructions of that. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at that, I mean, I have lots of different um, Bibles. So I do believe there are pros to the print Bible, but oh. I use the print Bible. I mean, I use the digital Bible a lot. A lot more. One thing that I would say that with the print Bible is I want our kids to be familiar with one just so that they know like the layout, how things are, uh, you know, like the order and stuff. And I know you can learn that without. And I also know that this is um, not like a mandate or not a requirement. It's just something that I personally like. I want the kids, our kids to be familiar with that and know the layout, be familiar with finding things in a paper Bible. I'm not saying that if you can't, like that you've done anything wrong or that everybody should have to like if our kids um you know if we if even for me like if I had become familiar with the bible as an adult I do not think I would really see importance in that um and and I think that like people who haven't grown up with that it's not a big deal but I for our kids for me personally I just want them to be familiar with it because I feel like um hopefully it'll be a pretty big part of their life and so I just want them to be uh, at least learning that and familiar with it. And I think sometimes because everything's turned digital, it can happen to where you didn't, you never really get exposed to that. And which, like I said, it's not like that's necessarily like a wrong thing. It's just something that I would desire for them. Yeah. And I'd add to that. The other thing about the digital Bible for especially our kids, we have a seven year old and 11 year old is the uh, fact that I, he's eight. He had a birthday. He'll be mad if you say that. Sorry. Eight and 11. Uh, you're all that the big big thing with I would hate for them the distractions that come with the digital Bible. And so I have to give that caveat too that I didn't grow up with those distractions. So I learned to love the word of God without distractions. And so now it's easier for me to pick up a digital copy and to use it. Whereas if you haven't, you there is some discipline to be learned that I can turn things off. Or and even with all the discipline, sometimes I still find myself distracted by some things and I'm but I'm still learning and I'm still working through that. And I'd want my kids to at least have develop the love for the word of God before um develop that love of the word of God so that by the time they get to where they can use the digital Bible, they've learned to minimize distractions because they know the importance of it. So, But that's definitely um, a good pro for the print Bible, especially as we go through. So as we keep going to the questions they ask, so we talked about reading from a print version. Um, do you use the internet? So we're not talking about cell phones and just the internet. Like, like a browser. actual internet to read the Bible? Um, I think that sounds so funny. Like I could see my grandma, like or grandpa, like or just not even them specifically, but just like generically that age, like the first time that they're gonna have like a digital interaction with the Bible, being like, I found it on the internet. Um, I do not personally sit down and use a web browser to get the Bible. I will say, if I'm going to use the internet in a Bible-related way, um, it's pretty much gonna be two reasons. One, I will use um, it because like sometimes if you want to find something in the Bible, but you can't remember the exact wording, Google can be great for that. Because if you're actually like trying to find a specific verse in a Bible app and you don't have the exact words, you may not get the right um, 
results, but you can use Google and get close enough and you'll probably be able to find it if you can describe it well enough. So I use it in that way. Yeah. I would say I do. I actually do read my Bible in the browser and I know that that is weird, but uh, old man, man. (laughs) I do because I will say this is when I use the Bible in the browser when I'm studying. I open my browser and I have it so I can can three finger swipe on my MacBook and keep the passage open and I can copy and paste text from other things so that I can use uh, the browser. So I actually do read quite a bit in the browser, especially on when I'm studying for youth group and things like that. Uh, So I'm going to say that I do actually use the actual internet instead of a phone for it. But that's again, I use the Takarda app. Uh, and so I can use it on all my devices. So I can highlight whatever I highlight so when I'm reading a regular Bible. Exactly, it'll show up on my uh, browser screen. So that's that is one of the reasons. That why makes I sense. I, I was gonna say that was my second one was um, when I want to copy and paste. And I know I probably could do it from an app, but usually if I'm gonna copy and paste, I'll just. Um, I don't know why, but I'll usually just be, um, I guess because I usually do that more on my MacBook instead of like on one of my uh, handheld more devices. And so I'll just, you know, Google it and then copy and paste from from the browser instead of from inside of a Bible app. Yes. So, but I do remember hearing uh, one of the evangelists, um, I think it was John Getz that said, you shouldn't copy and paste scripture. You should type it out every time to help you with memory and help you to recall scripture. And I tried that for about five minutes. And then I so started. So he gave it a thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I don't type that fast. So I learned that the copy and paste from the browser is a beautiful thing. So I And also you don't there's less chance of errors because like usually a lot sometimes if I'm copy and pasting it I'm making um flashcards for our kids to study because as he said I homeschool them and so part of their bible class they have to memorize passages and so I don't want to typo and have them learn it wrong but it's like uh sometimes I have a lot to fit on a flashcard and so if you're trying to fit all that on a three by five you're going to do a lot better with it with a printed version than my handwriting so yes so I have used the internet to read the Bible. So let's go to the next one. Um, Listen to an audio version of the Bible. So we are about to get into nerd out. If you want me and my wife to nerd out, this is where we're going to. Do you listen, Aaron? Do you listen to an audio version of the Bible? I do. And I have like off and on before, but that was the thing that I'm doing differently this year that I kind of alluded to earlier. Um, This year I have been doing a read through the whole Bible in... um, it's kind of like in a year, but it's a five day a week plan because I'm a little bit, um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist at times. And so I know for myself that if I miss a day and I have to like start, um, you know, catching up that I'll get discouraged and I didn't want to quit. So I thought if I did a five day a week plan, then if I made a mistake, I could still uh, catch up without feeling overwhelmed. And I'm set to finish in a, like a little, just a little bit over a month. I'm actually ahead of schedule because this is only the beginning of October. So I'm a little bit ahead of schedule. I should finish sometime in November. And I have been really enjoying it because before I would say I listen to an audio Bible sometimes, but this year doing like the whole thing through has been, um, Pretty cool. It's been pretty interesting, and I've enjoyed it. But well, we we both enjoy audiobooks, so this is not really a big stretch. Yes. I will say that when I first got them, we used Dwell and also Bible.is a little bit. Um, but we used to be big Bible.is people, but then Dwell came out. And so I remember telling my wife, like, I think I've got this new 
audio Bible app that I love, and I think it's going to be great. And so I went ahead and paid for the lifetime subscription of this. Yeah, they actually sent, like, he had the app, and they sent me the coupon, which I don't even understand that, but they sent us the coupon where we could get the lifetime for, like, half off around Christmas of last year. And um, it was only, like, the price, like, if you buy a year subscription, it was the price of, like, two years. So for... The way that we know we'd probably use this, it was definitely worth it. Yes, and so if you know, there's only one login. So let's just say yeah. that my wife has You have a, a person <laughs> who's a little bit perfectionist and a person who doesn't even know what that means, which would be him. And we are trying to share a login. So since we're trying to share this login, the, my wife emailed them. They're supposed to be coming out with a family plan. But if they don't come out with a family plan, my wife has already taken over. So I had to start a new account. I have a new free account. I did not take over she, the abandoned ship. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a free account and she has taken over our paid account. But I would say that the Dwell app, we are both nerds when it comes to the Audi Bible. And I will say for me personally, um, and I know everybody's not in the preaching category, but for me personally, I enjoy listening to Audi Bibles before I preach a passage because you hear it in such a different way. Um, Aaron was just talking to me a little bit before we even recorded about how she's been listening to, she was listening to Daniel and the different things she caught by having it read to her versus sitting down and reading. And I believe it does add a little bit extra something to hear it. Now, do I think that there probably still be times that we need to open the Bible and sit down and read it? Yes. But I'd say the audio Bible, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I think there's something to just stopping and listening to the audio Bible. So. Let's be honest, like this is probably the most original form of Bible usage because back in the original times, everybody gives like a hard time, like, well, not everybody, but some, some people give a hard time to digital content. I'm like, literally the first people when the Bible was written, did not have it. They went to the church and heard it read to them. Yes, we're all just, <laughs> yes, we're all just like way more um, privileged because we can have it with us at any time on demand now. Yes, and so now we can sit down and listen to it. And there's so many different ways. I mean, dwell. The Dwell Bible app has um, music. If you're not a music person, you can have, but it has quality readers. And, and the music is just like very background. Yeah. It's just kind of soothing while they read it. And if you like, if you like the more, uh, I'd say a lot of more intense, it would be Bible.is. It's like dramatized almost, yes. where they'll have like different characters reading, like um, like you know, if you have different people in a narration, then they'll have different people doing the characters. If um, if it's like a war time, then there'll be like sound effects, not in a cartoonish way but in right. a but yeah in a, like a dramatized dramatic. well way well done way um yeah they'll have that or just like whatever mo- mood is in the passage they kind of set that tone with the different different readers different way that they read and then sound effects or music in the background yeah and so i would say usually the one the passage i take people to if they've never used bible.is is first samuel 16 and they take them to the story of david and goliath because you hear all the different voices, different voice actors are doing different things. You hear the battle in the background. And to me, it's like one of those moments that you kind of can get into the scene. Yeah, like, you feel like you're there. And they're not reading it, like paraphrasing. They're reading the actual scripture. And so it's great. Yeah, they add nothing to it. It's literally just the straight text. The only thing that's added to it is just the um, music sound effects. But the, the the words that they are saying are straight text. And they leave nothing out. They add nothing to Yes, so I would say we both, um, for time's sake, we won't nerd out on audio Bibles for the rest of this I will time. say just one quick thing. Okay. I will say the one 
little thing that can sometimes be um, a down about Bible.is is that if you want to listen to it, you have to start at the beginning of a chapter and go straight through. They have no breaks. Whereas in Dwell, you can start at any verse. And so um, sometimes that's nice. But um, that and then even just like... Um, so those are two differences there. Um, Dwell is more like reading the Bible with music in the background, not as dramatized. Um, and then I will say um, one other thing... So those are the differences, but the one other thing that's kind of nice is just like being able to put certain passages kind of like almost on a repeat and just letting the Bible just like soak in, even if you're doing other things like where you, your mind might just be wandering. Like if you're just kind of, you know, going about your day, just to be able to put the Bible like on repeat or like listen to a book, um, like Aaron will do Psalms a lot sometimes while he's in his office. And so just like hearing that when your mind would otherwise be probably just thinking about pointless things or things that aren't as important. Yeah, and sometimes people just leave the TV on. Right, exactly. It play but it's better noise. for the Bible to be but your yes, background noise. Yes, you can let the Bible. And I'd say also, throwing that in before we go any farther, just dwell has playlists. So they have like when you're stressed, mm. when you're tired, when you're afraid, or they just have all kinds of playlists, like Psalms playlists. Uh, Different books. Yeah, they have a sleeping playlist, like scripture to sleep to. They have a whole bunch of, so that's also a great thing there. So before they're not sponsoring this, just to know we get no money from Dwell. We in fact we only give money to Dwell. So. <laughs> but they ha- they're very they're very responsive if you need anything. Yes. But uh, like I feel like in our um, era of the time period of history, like we're not super great at meditation. And so um, a Bible that's an audio Bible where you can just hit it on repeat is a huge help, I think, for people whose minds aren't great at Bible meditation. So we're not talking like yoga meditation, but Bible meditation where you're trying to just think on a passage. And um, our society is not prone to being good at that. It's a way to help those of us who may not otherwise be good at that. Yes. So... Really quickly, let's run through the last two here. Listen to a teaching about the Bible or Bible readings via podcast. So do you listen to the Bible or Bible things via podcast? Um, There were times when I would do, like when you're talking about teaching about the Bible, I would consider um, people's, um, you know, some people have their sermons as a podcast or um, things like that. And there was times when we would do that, like um, when we moved into our house and I was doing a lot of painting and stuff, I would listen to a lot of sermons. Um, I have since gotten more into audiobooks um but there was times that like there's times when Aaron and I'll sit down and listen to an audiobook at night together um and there used to be times where we would go through sometimes sermon series and and I enjoyed it and it was good I don't do it as much anymore because I more listen to um audiobooks but um I have and I and I enjoyed it there's definitely a place for it um I think it can be beneficial yeah, and I'd agree. I listen to a lot more audiobooks than I do at podcasts. At this point, I have a couple of podcasts that I listen to. Even this morning, I was listening to uh, Pastor Kenny Baldwin at Crossroads. I listen to their podcast. So I do occasionally listen to preaching podcasts because I enjoy just hearing. There's a couple of preachers that I guess um, sometimes when you're in ministry, you don't get preached to a lot. And so I like to be preached to by other people. So I do occasionally listen to a uh, podcast. I have a couple I have. Maybe you have some recommendations um, of podcasts you listen to. And uh, at some point, we'll tell you where to leave those recommendations because we always enjoy it. And I know Kelsey's a big podcast listener so if she if she was here she probably could tell us a lot more of the podcast because she's a big podcast listener so let's go for um the last one use the bible app on a smartphone so i believe i already know that we both use bible app on the smartphone so let's go let's do this really quickly as we wrap it up if you had three bible apps they can be audio bibles any of them three bible apps that you'd say these are three that i think people should download 
what would you say? What would be three? I okay. So Aaron uses stuff because it's like searchable and beautifully laid out. Yeah. That nope. That's not me. Um, it's I all use, about function. function. I just want one, and I don't want to have. I don't even want to have three. Okay, so she <laughs> so, only has one. No, so. I have like I have two. I have one. I use New Bible just because it's pretty um, layout. So that one's good. The um, the other one that I will use that's ugly as can be. I have one that's not hit. the scripture. No, the, the layout <laughs> of the fonts, ugly as can be, is just one that has the um, has the uh, strong concordance in it because I just want to be able to sometimes to look up like what a word means in that you know context. And then I will say um, I don't use it very often, but uh, the one that everybody uses that has the devotions on version yes you version that's what i was trying to say that one um i don't use it a lot because i already kind of have plans for my devotions like like my bible reading plans but um if you don't you version can be a great one because they have a lot of uh stuff built in this like so there's like the full bible text in there but you can also get um like reading plans and uh thoughts to go with it as far as like you know to help you develop a little bit deeper if you need that yes so mine would be I have a gazillion Bible apps. I like do Aaron too. Said. I just don't use them. My wife is a um, utilitarian just, person. Yeah. Like it's function. So if the Bible app has worked and it will continue to work and they're not going to stop working, then she's going to keep using it. Me, I'm going to try every app in this app store that says Bible on it because I want to make sure. And then I'll be changed around. So my three, if I said, hey, download these three apps, I use Takarda. I love my Takarda Bible app. Um, that's the one I, I use. That. Uh, that syncs with everything. It has a couple study Bibles in it. Did you so, have to pay for that feature? Um, you or have to just pay a for, free login? Um, the Bible itself is free. Um, if you want the extras, you do have to pay to, for some For the note syncing? But usually if you... Oh, no, not the note syncing. That's okay. part of it. That's just part of having an account. Okay. But some of the um, Bible study features, they... Here's the hint. Around Thanksgiving and Christmas, they usually have sales, usually around holidays. So that's when I buy the um, the Bible, study Bible editions. That's also when he's trying to use up all of his book and conference budget at the end of the year. So it works out <laughs> really well. It does, if I have any pennies left over. So um, my one is going to be the Takarda Bible app. My second one is going to be eSword. So if you don't have, if you have um, an iOS device and you don't have eSword, you need to download eSword. This is the best $5 spent on the App Store because um, it has a lot of Bible study features built in that is really easy to use. And then my last one, of course, is going to be Dwell. So if I had, if I, if you said Aaron Web3, I know a lot of people use version. I know a lot of people have lots of other apps because, um, yes, um, my wife pulled up her phone and said, like, there's verses, have, the Bible verse, memory yeah, app. Yeah, a few pages. There's so many apps. But if I had to say three, I'm going to say Takarda, I'm going to say uh, Dwell, and I'm going to say eSword. But there are so many others. And so maybe we'll have to put some links in the show notes for this. So I think both of us, we both say, right, so as we wrap this up, we both say there's value in the print Bible, right? Yes, um, I would. And I'd say there's value in the digital Bible, too. And I honestly don't really care for when people can only see value in one and not the other. Exactly. Um, because... Uh, you know, I know when the digital Bible first came out and we were taking digital Bibles to church, sometimes people would act like, um, you're not as good of a Christian if you use a digital Bible. What are you doing with your phone in church? Yes. And I mean, Aaron used to tell me like, um, well, you're not using a scroll, are you? We all update it sometimes. And you know, I, um, I kind of feel like that's the truth. I think, um, when have we ever been able to have our Bible on us all the time until it was on our phone? And I don't have to worry about it getting bent or anything happened to it. And it's always there. 
And let's be honest, the search feature is way better than a concordance. I mean, concordances are nice when you're looking up for topics and stuff, but if you're trying to find a specific verse, you know, like whatever word you look up in your little back of your Bible concordance, not like Strong's, but the back of your Bible concordance, whatever word you pick, it's just not going to be in there and you're never going to find it. And it's just a pain. But now with the search, you can find anything. And so um, just the fact that it's so portable that you can always have it and be able to search it. uh, I love it. Yes. And so I agree. And so as we wrap up this conversation, do you have anything else you want to add to this whole conversation here? Um, Before we close it out this is maybe well it'll know. be our second longest podcast uh, i don't know i think i think what we said shows like kind of the statistics at the beginning the beginning where we're right in between like liking the print versions and liking the digital versions and i think there's value in both and i see no reason to cut off some of those pros just because you're um not willing to try something like there's pros in all of it so take advantage of it yes so as we wrap this up, we have not yet got um, or put together the social media accounts for casual conversations. So that's probably something we need to do. But I know this is going to take a little bit of work for some people. And we'd rather just do things in the um, on social media. But if you have a second, this can be a polarizing issue. Maybe you're like an older person. You're like, ah, well, I guess maybe you wouldn't even be on the Internet. So but if you go to AaronBurton.com slash casual conversations at this moment. Uh, in time it may change some other time but at this moment go to amberton.com slash casual conversations in the notes the comments for this section tell us why or why not to use a digital bible recommend to me a digital bible i will try to download it if it's for ios and i will try to use it because but I don't it. down don't recommend him a pretty print bible because he'll try to buy it so yeah, just so say, only hey, digital <laughs> and not you know like five bucks okay if you have an amazing so like paul's no, leather company don't listen to him then please share with me that recommendation because i will try i'm working on self-control so just no, he's working out a collection <laughs> so i'm going to um uh, look for those in the comments. So I know that it takes a little bit more than it does just to comment on social media, but if you have time, go to amberton.com slash casual conversations, comment on what kind of Bible you use, where you stand on this issue. And then, hey, if you're like, you have reasons why you believe the print Bible's above, let us know because we are willing to be challenged on this because it's just, um, uh, overall, they're just opinions. I think the biggest thing is in bringing in God's word to help us grow. So Yeah, and if you have strong opinions on one, then hopefully that means that you have a good relationship with it. And if you, you know, I mean, I guess it's not really great to be rude to other people about your opinions, but if, if you hold strongly to a print Bible because you have a deep love for it, that's great. That is. It is. And so uh, as we wrap it up, let us know. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, and we'll look forward to having Kelsey back. Thanks, Aaron, for jumping in this weekend uh, to talk about all the different things about digital Bibles. So hopefully we'll catch you next time on another episode of Casual Conversations.